come day to honor you, Father. There's not enough words, not enough things that we can do, God, to just to honor you, God. But we try our best, God. We are here to give you what we have, God, to give you all that we have, almighty God. We pray that uh, our service pleases you and honor you for who you are, for who you are, God. I pray that you just move me aside and Holy Spirit have your way in this house today. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we pray in Jesus' name, church, say it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Romans 8. Romans 8, 14 through 16. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Christians, we have God's spirit. And the spirit of God leads us, Christians, away from sin, away from anything that's not of God. Why does God does this? Because we are his children. Because we are his children. All who are led by God's spirit are his children. Amen? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. All the fathers, all the grandfathers, all the uncles, anyone that feel an important role in your families, your communities, and here in the church. Happy Father's Day to those that are live streaming. We welcome you in today to our service. Um, and any, any man that's ever uh, influenced, been a great influence or mentor to any young person, Happy Father's Day. It's your day too. It's your day as well. So today we honor our fathers. But let us not forget to honor the greatest father of all. Almighty God. Almighty God who has caused us to be born again into our new lives. Who has adopted us. Adopted us as his sons and daughters. Through our faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are children of the most high God. See, God is an adopter. He is an adopter, church, making those who are not family into sons and daughters. Fellow heirs with the Son of God himself. The word adoption is used in the Bible to 
explain how we as Christians were brought into the family of God. And Galatians 4, 3, 2, 7 explains this adoption. It reads, in the same way we also were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his son. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Hallelujah. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God adopted you as his child. He adopted you as his child, and he became your heavenly father. He became your heavenly father. And once that happened, you were no longer a slave to the natural world. You were no longer idolizing the things and people of this world because you are a child of the one true God. And the spirit of the father and son now lives in you. Now lives in you, church. So you no longer have the spirit of this world. The spirit that desires the things of the flesh. That's not us anymore. That's not us anymore. Because you was born again and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God through your salvation in Jesus Christ. Now, all because, all because before the foundation of the world, God predestined those that would believe and have faith in Jesus Christ, that they may be adopted as sons and daughters into his family. And now, the spirit that dwells in you, in you, calls out to God. It recognizes God as Abba, Father. Hallelujah. God is your father. Scripture tells us that he is a faithful God who does no wrong. Who does no wrong. He's upright and just. He's a fair father. He's a fair father. A father that wishes no one shall perish, but everyone come to repentance. So he's the father that wants you to live and not die. 
He's a father that wants you to live in eternity with him. With him. A father that only wants the best for his children. For his children. He is a father who has called all of us to godliness in Christ Jesus. So since it's Father's Day, he has also called us men to be godly men. To be a man of God. A man of God. A man of God follows God in every way. Who obeys God's commands with joy. With joy. Who does not live for the things of this life, of this world, but live for the things that are eternal. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. A man that keeps his mind and heart pure by guarding his eyes and his ears from the filthiness of this world. A man that desires, desires to be found holy and blameless in the presence of Almighty God. So, men, we have a charge against us today. We have a charge to be a godly man. We have a charge to be a godly man. Being godly does not mean perfect. So we can breathe a little. It does not mean perfect. Because we see in the Bible, throughout the Bible, there is none perfect person aside from Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that King David was a man after God's own heart. We know the struggles of King David. We know the struggles of King David. David was far from perfect. <coughs> Excuse me. But he was set apart because his heart was set on God. He was far from perfect, but he was set apart because his heart was set on God. A godly man must desire to know God's heart, the heart of God. That means loving God's word and his commands, his rules, his rules. God commands from his heart. He commands from his heart. His commands are for our good. His commands are for our good. That shows the heart of God. His word shows his heart, church. So, man, we read God's word and meditate on his commands. And then we will find the heart of God. You will find the heart of God. But for us to be a godly man, church, for us to maintain that uprightness, that uprightness, but we need y'all ladies. For us men to be godly men and, and maintain that uprightness, we need y'all ladies, y'all mothers, 
your wives, your sisters, your aunts. We need y'all. We need y'all support. Us men need y'all prayers. We need y'all encouragement. We need y'all to hold us men accountable. Accountable. Accountable to the things of God. To the things of God. Because we live for y'all. We would do anything to make y'all happy. That's just who we are, man. Right? That's just who we are. The women have the power. They have the power. So we need that encouragement. We need that support. We need those prayers. And sometimes we need that push, that motivation to keep us on track. Because if it was up to us, all we need is our remote and our recliner, right? When we leave here, we may, we may eat a little bit, but we're going to grab that remote and our recliner, and that's going to be our Father's Day. That's, <laughs> that's going to be our Father's Day. <coughs> so we need that support from y'all godly women. We need that support from y'all godly women to hold us accountable to be godly men. We sometimes as men need to be reminded. We need to be reminded of where we must be. Of where we must be. We need to be reminded to take our rightful place. Us men need to be reminded to take our rightful place. Men, we must take our rightful place. See, ladies, if you want a godly husband, a godly man, a godly brother, a godly uncle, a godly father to your children, you must hold us accountable to take our rightful place. Let me share what I've learned. See, coming into being a man of God, through the word of God, through the teachings and guidance of the Holy Spirit of God. In order to be a great father, a great husband, a great son, a great brother, a great uncle, us men must take our rightful place. And our rightful place is under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. To be a godly man, we must, we must take our rightful place under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Men, take your rightful place. Take your rightful place place under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Not beside him, not behind, not above, but under, under, under. I know it's our day, man. I know it's our day, but I'm sorry, but we are not the head. We are not the head. We are not the head. And ladies, if we step out of line, remind us to take our rightful place. 
Remind us to take our rightful place. Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head. But we are not the tail either, man. We're not the tail. We're next in line. We're next in line. But we can't go no further. We can't go no further. This is where it stops for us. It stops at Jesus. Jesus is our commander and priest. He's our commander and priest, the highest call. We can't go above him. We can't go above him. But if we are not careful to resist the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes or the pride of life, we can fall all the way to the bottom. All the way to the bottom. So to be under the lordship of Jesus, men, we must, we must allow him to be the head of us. To be the head of our lives. To be the head of our lives. Then we take our rightful place as godly men as godly men, that the world, that our women, that our children so desperately need, so desperately need a godly man. Godliness begins where? In the heart. It begins in the heart. Part of why David was called uh, a man out of God's own heart is because he had absolute faith in God. As a man, he had absolute faith in God. His heart was pointed towards God. Men, is your heart pointed towards God? King David had a deep desire to follow God, to do anything that God asked him to do, anything. And as a godly man under the lordship of Jesus Christ, we must live how Jesus wants us to live. Not how we want to live, but how Jesus wants us to live, man. In our home, we must live by Jesus' rules. Jesus' rules. Not our rules. Not our rules. He makes the rules. We abide by them. We enforce them. With love, with love and not force, with love and compassion. That's what a godly man does. See, a godly man makes a godly father. A godly man makes a godly father. A godly father knows God. He knows God. A godly father has a relationship with God. With God. A godly father teaches their children the things of God. The things of God. This is one of my biggest regrets in my life. Because when my children were small, I wasn't a godly man. And so not being a godly man, I wasn't a godly father either. And I couldn't teach my children the things of God. But I thank God because God has given us time, and by his grace, I still have their ear. 
And so I tell them the things of God as much as often as possible to the point where they don't answer their phones all the time. Now. <laughs> Catching up on those teachings, those missed times. <laughs> so sometimes us as father, we want our kids. We want our kids to have a relationship with God when we don't have a relationship with God, though. As men, we must check that. How can dad tell the kids to obey God when we don't obey God? How can dad want the kids to live godly lives when we live a life of sin? It don't work. You ever heard the excuse, uh, do as I say, not as I do? That's an excuse of not doing what's right. You're going to tell me to do right, but you're going to do wrong. We all heard that, right? How can dad tell his son to be a godly husband if dad is a rolling stone? Don't work. Won't work. So fathers, we can't want our kids to know the things of God, but want someone else to teach them. That's not the order of things. That's not the order of things. The godly man and father is called to be the spiritual leader of his household under Christ. Under Christ. Let me tell you the story. One Sunday morning when I was sparingly coming to church. And this Sunday I wasn't coming. I was woke in the bed, but I wasn't coming. And my wife, she's stomping around the house trying to get my attention to see what I was going to do. She see me still laying there, so she was upset. She goes into my son's room, wakes him up and tells him, you need to be getting ready for church. My son says, why do I have to go to church when daddy don't go all the time? That's when I knew it wasn't about me. That's when I knew it was not about me. If I wanted better for my children, I had to do better. I had to do better. Not for their mothers to be leaders, but the father has to lead. No disrespect to mothers. That's the order of things. That made me think about a whole lot in my life that my son was watching every move I made, every move I made. And our children are watching every move we make, fathers and mothers also. We must be aware. How can we desire the, th the godly things for our children if we're not doing the godly things? If we are so concerned about the things of this world, what do you think our children are going to be concerned about? The things of this world. They come to you with, with all these problems of the world, and how can we tell them, well, let God handle it when they don't know God? We haven't talked to them about God. That's what I've learned. 
And I'm so thankful to step into my rightful place. More of not my sake, but for my children's sake, my grandchildren's sake. That's the legacy of men have to live in this world. To be godly men is the best thing a man can do. It is. It's not this world. It's, it's, it's not the fun of this world. We've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. This is where it is. Being in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning, praising God, worshiping God with my brothers and my sisters, with our children and our grandchildren. It's nothing like it. Nothing like it. We build up our families, men, men. Once we go through life and we've desired all the sinful things, we are the examples that we tell our kids. Hey, I've been there. There's nothing there. Nothing there. But we can tell them all day long unless we're doing it. We give them a chance when we are doing it. If we are not doing it, they don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. So I brought my life under Christ as a man. And God has worked some things out. He's worked some things out, and he's continuing to work some things out within my family and within anyone who I'm uh, connected to. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Connect with God, especially our young men, our young men. Be godly men. Desire to be godly men. And ladies, that's why we need y'all support. Because I guarantee you, if any one of us men, when we was in school, and somebody asked you what you wanted to be, who raised their hand and said a godly man? Nobody. Nobody. So it's not easy. It's not easy. We carry a lot of, of burdens on our shoulders. It's like the movie Superman, uh, the, night, the first Superman, 1987. Lois Lane was hanging out of the helicopter, and she dropped. And Superman came in and swooped her up and said, and she said, um, he said, I got you. She said, you got me? Who got you? <laughs> well, us men, God got us. We handle all the business of the world that we need within our family. And God has us. We get weak sometimes. We're strong men. But we wouldn't be much. And God knew that without y'all women. Without y'all women. Ephesians 5, 22, 23. Wives, submit to your own husbands. As the Lord, as to the Lord, sorry. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is himself its savior. Now this doesn't mean that we are not equal as man and woman or husband and wife. This is just the order of God's things. 
This is God's order, church. This is also a charge against us men. It's a charge against us. See, we will take this verse and assign ourselves kings over women. Submit. All because of that word, submit. All because of that word. But what it really means is wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So men, husbands, we are to provide. We have a responsibility to Christ to provide that spiritual leadership that Christ provides to his church. That spiritual leadership of a godly man. Not by domineering, but by cherishing and loving, not by force. Not by force. And then it goes further in verse 25. It says this, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. We have a great responsibility, men, within this earth. Within this earth. And it starts in our families first. In our own households. In our own households. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands, men, we are to go all out all out in our love for our wives. Exactly as Christ did for the church. See, that's for us men. We fall into submission mode. We are to submit. See, submission goes both ways. It's both ways. Our love for our wives should be marked by giving, not getting. Not getting, as Christ gave himself for the church. As Christ gave himself for the church, we must give ourselves to our wives and families. We are servants as men. We are serving leaders as men. The husband is to take the lead in submitting and serving the best interests of his wife and his children. We must help them fulfill their God-given roles in the home as well as in the church. As well as in the church. Help them to be in the word, in the word. Allow the word to wash and cleanse them. The word that's in us, men, that's the word that's in us. We are to be the example of God's word 
to our children, to our wives, to our communities, and everyone else. The word that's seated in us. We are the example of God's word being godly men. Wherever we go, God's word should be written all over us. It should be written all over us. And it should be contagious. In order to lead our families, we must be the example of God's word to our household, to our children, to our grandchildren. A godly man. So in closing, church, men, I'm sorry, but it's still our day. Even though we're not the head, these are things we must know. Let's remove that pride out of the way and go fall under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We have that charge against us to be a godly man, to be a godly father, to be a godly husband, to live as Christ lived, to lead as Christ leads, to love as Christ loves, to protect as Christ protects, to teach as Christ teaches, and to honor God because he is our Father, he is our Father. We must submit our lives under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This is the charge against us. So happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. So as we go into communion, 